Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Hello once again. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I'm Mike, along with Joel, and we're here for a few more minutes. Uh, we do appreciate you uh, coming in and actually making us uh, a part of your week that really means a lot to us. And, and Joel, we've had some nice comments from people here uh, with some some uh, words about our program, Growing in Grace, uh, c- communicating from around the world. Yeah, Mike, you know, it's good to hear from people because, uh, you know, you're over there in your house. We're, we, By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm Joel and, and Mike. We both live here in Waterloo, Iowa. Mike is over at his house and I'm in mine. We live across town from each other. And... Uh, we have had this friendship for several years now. We used to work in in, in radio together, and uh, that's how we met, and we just kept this friendship going. We love talking about the grace of God, and so here we are just knowing that uh, the people are out there listening. It's a blessing uh, for us uh, because our hearts are to encourage each other in the grace of God, and then whoever's listening to uh, to send some encouragement your way too, and we love being encouraged uh, by you as well when when we hear from you, our listeners. And so uh, thanks again for listening in, and it's good to have you with us. Absolutely. Uh, Joel, uh, something that uh, we can discuss maybe this time around in our casual conversation about uh, the good news of the gospel. You know, we all have a different mentality, a different picture in our mind about Jesus and, and different perceptions perhaps about what he was like and what he is like. And, of course, none of us have a, a market on that, but I, I think sometimes we, we've really misunderstood just what it was Jesus was trying to tell us uh, about certain things at certain times. Like, for example, today in, in the age that we live in, and we're surrounded, of course, by uh, very much a, a religious society, especially for those of us who are connected with churches and that sort of thing. I, I'm, I'm kind of amazed at how, and, and, and coming from a legalistic background, and I didn't think I was legalistic at the time, <laughs> and compared to some people I wasn't, but I did have, uh, I was taught a lot of things in evangelical Christianity that really did have a lot of uh, legalistic foundations. And one of those things that I kind of shake my head at now uh, we we sort of adapted to this self righteous mentality that we were we we sort of came across as though we were better than those who who didn't have the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, and and we were told to stay away from sinners and don't do what they do and they'll drag you down if you hang out with them and and uh, you know just sort of a Pharisee attitude almost uh, to some extent is what I experienced in my Christian life and I still see it very much today when when in the scripture Joel what I see is Jesus seemed to be attracting sinners and, and he wanted to be around them and and the Pharisees I can remember I think it was in, in Matthew somewhere around chapter 9 uh, Jesus uh, kind of had a party over at somebody's house uh, tax collectors and sinners were there many of them I think the Bible says and they came and sat down and with his disciples and him, and they ate and they drank, I suppose, and talked. And the Pharisees saw this, and they said to his disciples, you know, why is, why is Jesus sitting there eating with tax collectors and sinners? This is ridiculous. And, and I, I see that today, and I think the church is just infiltrated with it. 
you you said it, Mike, and and that's the truth. I mean, as you were as you were sitting there talking about that, one word that you said stuck out to me, and and I guess there's a whole lot of things that stuck out to me there. But one one word you said was that Jesus attracted people to himself. He was attracting people to himself, and compare that with with what a lot of the church is doing today a lot of what you're just talking about there mike is that in instead of attracting people to ourselves we're pushing people away if they're not like us if if they're sinners if they're if they're the wrong crowd if they're the wrong people to be hanging around you know instead of going to them and and just shining the light of Jesus Christ that is in us and loving them and embracing them and letting them know uh, either through words or through actions or both that that God loves them and that and that they are accepted by him um, not because of any performance level that they've achieved in their life and despite any uh, any levels that they've sunk to in their life uh, as far as sin you know we we need to be putting our arms around these people and and sharing you know this this love the the, the same you know because it's the same love that God showed us that God showed you and me. You know, it wasn't because of any righteous things we did that God came to us. You know, God came to us and, and saved us. And uh, God didn't wait for us to come to him. In fact, throughout history, if people have tried to come to him through their own means, that's self-righteousness and, and it can never be it can never be a way that leads to him. And so he came to us. And uh, one thing I think the church has forsaken <laughs> these days, and it's sad, is to reach out to people who aren't like us, who haven't uh, started living the lifestyle that we're living. And, uh, you know, it's not that we want to promote any, cert- any certain type of behavior, but we want to promote God's love embracing sinners and embracing those who, who are caught in lifestyles of sin because love is the only thing that's going to overcome. Well, and, and we misunderstand even love sometimes, Joel, and not that I know everything about it, I've learned a lot more about it uh, since uh, coming into um, a better understanding of, of the exchange life and, and God's grace. I, I remember hearing one preacher, and he's a good guy. He just I remember him saying, you know, if you're a Christian, you have to love me. Well, <laughs> if you have to, then it's really not love. Mm-hmm. You see, because uh, love isn't about having to. Uh, that, that, that misses the whole point of what love is. That's that's not unconditional. Jesus, when he was picking out his disciples, he says, "Hey guys, come on over here. Get out of your boat, and I'll make you fishers of men. I'm going to help you catch men." Well, I'm not the greatest fisherman in the world. I, I used to do a little of it when I was with uh, my grandfather as a child. But Joel, it seems to me I, I don't. I'm not saying they aren't out there, but I I don't often see ministry people. And, and preachers walking around with throngs of people wanting to be with them. Mm-hmm. I, hear <laughs> and I, I just wonder. I wonder if we're using the wrong bait sometimes. Well, I think it's true. I think we're we're trying to get people to come into our church, uh, into our nice plush church with nice pews and and a lot of nice programs. You know, nice seats, um, a lot of uh, a lot of good music. And, and there's nothing wrong with all that stuff. But there's people out there who 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 don't need that stuff they need genuine love you know show to them one example mike that i can think of um 
is I recently on uh, I think it was on on YouTube I saw a uh, I found a video of Jay Baker. Remember uh, remember little Jamie Baker of uh, uh, son of uh, Jim and Tammy Faye. Sure. Um, and uh, you know that family went through a lot, obviously, uh, for a lot of reasons. And little little Jamie, you know, was was thrown in kind of the mix of all this. And the you know as a, as a child, and you know, I think that he had a lot of bitterness and anger that came out of a lot of that. But his life now, he's at he's at a point where that you know that that affected him so much that church people were so mean to him, so rude to him, and so angry with. His him and his family, and, and non-loving, that he decided. You know, I my what I want to do in this life is I just want to love people. I just I just want to love people where they're at, and and what he's doing in his life these days. And and I'm not gonna say that I know all about him. I just know that you know a few things that I've seen. But what I what I see that I like is that all right. He decided he's going to him and his his friends. They're going to go where people are at, and so they moved to New York City. And the first thing they did is they they found a bar that they could hang out in, not to drink, not to um, join in with what people were doing, but just to embrace people, just to love people and show them that, you know what, you know, God loves you. And it got to the point where people were saying, here, come, come meet in our in our bar. Come meet here. We want you here. And uh, one time there was a bouncer uh, that came up to him and said, Jay, I, I need you to come back here. And Jay didn't know what was going on. He didn't know what this was about. And he go and gets into this back room, and the bouncer says, "You know, my mom died. I I just need someone to pray for me." And you know, how do we expect that kind of thing to happen if we're not where sinners are at? If we're not where people are at? And I'm not saying that we all need to have ministry in bars. <laughs> I'm not saying that we need to have a ministry uh, on the streets. All reaching out to to prostitutes and 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 all that. We don't all have the same ministry, but I, I think what we're trying to say here is that no matter where we're at in life, no matter where God has placed us, let's go where people are at, and and instead of instead of just putting up this our two fingers in the shape of a cross and saying get away from me, and 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 just reaching out to people and loving them, and and risking being hurt. Well, as a young man, Joel, when I, uh, if I can use the phrase, and I hate to do it, but uh, I'm going back 25 years or so here, and I'm going to use the phrase, I rededicated my life to God. Whoa. <laughs> and and sure that my, best friend, my best friend that I grew up with, uh, he knew that I had committed to Christ at a young age, but he had gone to church. I'm not sure that he ever made that commitment, but we were the best of friends from the time we were in kindergarten all the way up through high school. And uh, shortly after high school, I went my way, and he went his. His happened to be the military. And it was during that time that I felt like I needed to get back and, and focus my life on God again. Uh, in recent years, in my teen years, I, I hadn't really done that. So I let him know that, and I, I just basically kind of told him all the things I wasn't going to do anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I feel so bad about that today because we've lost touch, and I think he felt... I don't know so much. Maybe he felt offended. Uh, maybe he was frustrated. Maybe he didn't understand what I was trying to tell him about God. But I, I do know that I, I feel like I've changed so much since then that I, I, could, I could meet with people anywhere. I don't necessarily have to participate in whatever it is they're doing. 
Um, like you use, you use the example of the bar. I've got no problem. I, I have no desire to, to drink alcohol anymore. So I, I, it wouldn't be any, any temptation for me to be in one of those places because I understand so much more about who I am and, and my identity in Christ. And, uh, having come to, to that knowledge, uh, I don't feel threatened in, in certain environments anymore like I did when I was a younger man and didn't know quite as much about the gospel as I do now. So, uh, there are opportunities out there for all of us to reach out to people no matter where they're at. Uh, if you know who you are in Christ, you don't have to feel threatened and you don't have to walk around in fear uh, of wondering what God's going to think of you or that you're going to blow it and, and end up going to hell, that kind of thinking. That, that's just wrong. Yeah, well, as we wrap up here, Mike, I'm just reminded of uh, of one thing that, you know, the Bible says, Paul says to have the mindset that was with Christ, you know, that, that Christ had. He, you know, had all the, the glory in heaven and and he left all that for our sakes and and Paul says that although Christ was rich yet for our sakes he became poor so that through his poverty we might become rich and uh, to follow in that example as we grow in grace and as we grow in, in get grounded in who we are in Christ uh, I think we can do the same for other people you know we're not going to be, ever be crucified for anybody's sins uh, but I think one thing that we can do is is to lower ourselves and meet people where they're at. Again, not joining in with what they're doing necessarily, as long, you know, if it's sinful, but just becoming poor for their sake so that we can show them the riches, uh, the richness that we have in Christ. I'm Joel, along with Mike, uh, another one wrapped up uh, for this week. Thanks again for joining us. Check out more at graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 